You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching the itch for a double bill. And I mean that in two ways, actually. Because Dan and Casey, the double bill of their own, so three ways now that I think about it, got to see the... There's no menage a trois going on. I'll cut all of that. We'll pretend we didn't say that. Let me start that whole thing again, because I don't even want (laughs) to... Phrasing. Phrasing, as D would say. Good old D. <laughs> and this week, we're scratching the itch for a double bill, and I mean that in a few different ways. A double bill of our own, Dan and Casey, got to see back-to-back shows recently, and one of them featured a double bill. That would be Grandson and Kay Flay. And then we got to see our friends Varsity uh, on their tour the next night. So there's a lot of music going on with you guys. A lot. Yeah, two different style shows and two different types of venues and it was a lot of music and i was deaf by the end of the weekend (laughs) if you listen to episode 154 our conversation with grandson you might have heard a little part about dan wanting to take his family for his son's first concert yeah so i was able to bring my family out to see grandson this is the boy's first concert so i have two children Dean is seven, and my youngest is Jacoby, who is five. Uh, and Dean absolutely loves Grandson. And they both love him, to be honest. They're both fans. But, like, Dean knows all the lyrics of, like, a lot of their songs. And he's been singing their lyrics since, like, Fallen came out in, like, 2017, 2018. Maybe it was 2019, whenever. Yeah. His first but, words were Grandson lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> his, first, his first song he learned the lyrics for were definitely Falling. And it, that, you know, I don't know how you can take that as a parent from on my side, but uh, <laughs> it is whatever. what it is. Yeah, Here we so, are. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I. Yeah. Because of grandson, my son's going to know about some deep shit, like really, young, <laughs> really early in his age. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we were able to bring him to the concert here out here in uh, St. Louis. It was at a place called the factory out in Chesterfield. And actually this is the first time that me and Casey ever went to that venue, which I mean, for us, that's saying something. We've been everywhere in St. Louis. We get around. Yeah. Well, and there's let's let's talk a little bit about the factory right right here. Let's. They they're kind of the the it venue right now. Oh yeah. They're getting tons and tons of all kinds of acts that span the gamut of music taste. So yeah, I think. It seems that since COVID, they've kind of taken over as the the pageant uh, of St. Louis. Like so, so the the pageant is a place that is in St. Louis, kind of not necessarily in the city, but like just outside of the city, uh, in a place called Delmar. Um, it holds about thirty five hundred people, and the factory holds about four thousand or four thousand five hundred. But it is like way out in what we call the suburbs, and Chesterfield is like the rich suburbs of all of St. Louis. Yeah. It's a yeah. kind of bougie suburb. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> and so it's in like these, you know, this nice shopping kind of area that's it's, I will say that it isn't a floodplain though. So it's kind of weird. Like <laughs> if, for, for anybody that's lived in this city for 30 years or plus, like they know that that entire area was all underwater back in 1993. 
Yeah. And so for for it to like have a concert venue and all these shopping malls, shopping and malls like it's just it, to me that's crazy. It's crazy. But whatever. You know, history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. So that levy won't break. Yeah, not at all. It's <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> billions and billions of dollars of stuff behind that levy. <laughs> so yeah, it is in a flood valley of Chester the, the Chesterfield Valley is what it's called. The, the venue itself is really, really nice. I mean, it, everything, like you walk in, like the lobby areas in the front where they have like all the merchandise and, and uh, stuff like that. And then the concert venue is just basically like a big open area. It's exactly like the pageant in the sense, like it's a big open area. And then it has a balcony that kind of mm. cir- circles the uh, pit area. Yeah, it's it's a slightly different layout than the pageant because it's, it's just big. It's just that much bigger. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, it's that's that's the only way to describe it, because like the sound booth is all the way towards the the back of the general admission spot, like right before you get to the balcony. That's where the the soundboard is right dead center in the venue. And that was that was basically where we decided to uh, post up for the <laughs> for, for our spot. Nice. Yeah, we wanted to try to find some place that the boys could see because it was a general admission show. And for one, me and Hannah are short and our kids have no chance at being tall. (laughs) So, yeah, we kind of we're in the back because the stage is really high. Yeah. And so, like, you know, everybody's standing. They're not going to block your view, depending on how close you are. And so that that was kind of our intent. And, And it was also really nice because then we could lean up against the the rail behind us and you know sit down on the ground and not worry about being trampled so yes yeah which worked out at the end of the night because you know the boys <laughs> the boys were troopers but uh you know i have, I have great pictures of how it started versus how it ended yeah <laughs> <laughs> they typically go to bed about 8 30 and grandson didn't take stage till 9 30 so it just kind of gives you an idea of uh how tired they were oh, at the man. end of the night. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Joe Dirt. Yeah. Joe Dirt. I have much curiosity. You have my full attention right now. Jack Kays. Jack Kays. Yes. Jack Kays. Otherwise known as Joe Dirt. <laughs> Please go on. You, you, I mean, yes. what are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really want to call him that. Like, Maybe he maybe he is going for that look. Who knows? It's good. We we don't get visuals that often, so <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so the, the opening band for K Flay, the grandson, is Jack Kays. And his style was very interesting, both visually and musically. <laughs> it kind of started as like Jack Johnson vibe. Yeah. Which was strange and then it turned into like yellow card towards towards the end of the or dashboard confessional okay <laughs> yeah hannah said that she liked part of his set because he was kind of like an acoustic he had a couple of acoustic punk style songs um yeah. I, I you know at the beginning of his set he really did sound like a mix between jack johnson and jarris johnson I mean, it was jack jarris johnson i don't know what the hell he was going for but <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's kind of what he sounded like at the beginning. So many J's. Yeah. I will say he did, I don't know if it was him warming up or uh, 
just maybe the song selection got better towards the end. It was it was definitely more of an entertaining set as it got on as it went on. Yeah, he definitely warmed up, and his crowd reaction or banter was also unique. But <laughs> he would he would play a song, and then he would kind of tell a story about the last time I was in St. Louis. We visited. What did he say? He phrased it. He's like the the big thing <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's he, right. He went up. We went up in the big thing, and then the, the crowd's and like, then he made, arch. No, yeah, he, he made, the, he hand made the, the hand motion of an arch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, we went up in that big thing, and and uh, and he said that they got stuck in the elevator on the way up because his dad was shaking the damn thing, and so the, the, the elevator just stopped, and they had to come up there and rescue them, basically. Yeah. So he did he did like the one thing that you're not supposed to do when you're yes. up in the arch. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. It's, that's exactly what he said, too. Yes, yeah. you had my, you had yeah, one job: sit still <laughs> <laughs> in the in the small egg elevator. Oh man, those things yeah. are there. If you got claustrophobia, it's rough. They're creepy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's it's not a normal elevator either. It's it's like a step elevator that people are yeah. not aware about if they're from if they're not from <laughs> St. Louis. Future itch episode: Our adventures on the arch. On the arch, yes. <laughs> but. uh <laughs> But yeah, so he had he had pretty entertaining crowd interaction like that, and uh, his songs were pretty good. I I don't know that it's a hundred percent our style. I will say that as he went went along, it did kind of fit with a K Flay or, or grand like softer grandson. So the it, it's not like he was misplaced in the lineup. So they, they did a nice job. I feel like a, a really good bill, usually, I, I'm still working out the mathematical proportions in my head, but I feel <laughs> like you should have some degree of overlap of, if you like this band, this band is like, I don't know, maybe a third similar to them. And then yeah. you've got something to connect them all, but they're not the same thing. And yes. from the description you're giving, he does sound like a sensible fit for Grandson and Kayflay, who I'm much more familiar with. Yes. Yeah, my only critique was, and I guess this is just something that new, a lot of new artists are doing, um, but it's it's just really weird when you're sitting there watching an artist and he's not playing his guitar and there's a guitar line going and you're like, where the fuck is that coming from? <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that's where you were going. Yeah, and what was funny was we've had this happen in a lot of concerts we've gone to recently where he... He plugged in a guitar, and then I don't think it was working properly. Or no, no, a string broke. That's what happened. Oh yeah, that was a crazy. St- <laughs> a string broke, and so he he had to switch out guitars, and then like he played like two or three notes from it, and then like stopped. But then it kept it kept going. So it was it was very strange. It was like I don't know why you wasted so much time trying to fix that when you didn't use it in the first place. <laughs> yeah that that's a very good point like yeah he did stop the show and basically change the string on that particular guitar and then didn't really use it that much in the next song it was like well that was a waste of our time thanks dude <laughs> <laughs> but i i will say in the band's defense they kind of like picked up on that and like started playing they a little did. solo <laughs> yeah so was, that was kind of neat we've seen other bands where they did nothing and and the crowd actually kind of egged him on too, like drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so he did. And, 
<laughs> so good, good on them. Good on them. Saved yeah. by the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he definitely fit the bill and, and I think was a great opener for both K Flay and Grandson. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are pretty familiar with Grandson. I've not seen him live, but I have seen K Flay. Uh, she performed at Riot Fest a couple years back, and though I didn't know her music much at the time, her live set was phenomenal, and so I was very interested in seeing or in hearing you guys' impression uh, of seeing her live. And before we fully dive into this, we do have to call attention to one particular thing. I don't know when this happened. I, I've, I think she said about nine months ago, but she went into pretty big detail about a event that happened to her Hmm. where she went completely deaf, deaf in one of her ears. So she had to like relearn how to function basically like walking and everything else. Cause your equilibrium is all thrown off. And then she didn't know, you know, you're a musician and (laughs) what do you do? Be like Beethoven, you know, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but, uh, so she had to kind of adjust and didn't know if she could perform the way she would want to. So it's a testament to her as a person to be able to rock it as, as well as she did. Not just that. Like, so, you know, you mentioned that the lady is a trooper. Yeah. I admire her because, you know, and we, we talked about this after the show that like, I would love to have her on just to kind of get her to not only expand on her recent, tragedies that she's had to deal with but just how she she has continued to maintain such a positive attitude about it and just continues to look on the bright side of things and and just continue to share that kind of message through the through the uh you know through her concert and it was awesome like as as a, as a parent that you know you're bringing your kids to their first concert like they absolutely loved k-flay um, yeah. And, you know, she was she was great at, at just making that that message of perseverance, because, you know, they talk about that later in the show um, that you know, basically her her parents, her, she was living with her parents for a while and her parents house burned down. Yeah, I think the house burning down was like right before they were releasing or I think grandson wanted to have her as a feature for two two songs or something like that dur- during the pandemic. Yeah, so yeah, well, I'm not exactly sure when it happened. I know it was recent that that it did happen, and the joke was that grandson burned her her parents' house down to get her out on tour with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she did say that her parents' house did actually burn down. That's dark humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, because that was like that was like the debate is like, uh, did he really <laughs> do that? Hmm. Hmm. Is that okay to joke about? I don't know. And your boys actually referenced it like later on, like the next day or two. They think that that's canon now. We had a debate about it as a family. Yeah. <laughs> that is now lore to them. Grandson is an arsonist, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man's burned his friend's parents' house down. <laughs> yeah. And so K-Flay won over both Dan's boys. And actually, we, we kind of buried this a little bit. We got there right on time, and so we had to wait. And having a, a five-year-old and a, a seven-year-old yeah. wait uh, a half Ooh. hour before the show even starts is a challenge. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby was like, 
when's grandson playing? It's like, oh, oh, buddy. That's, that's <laughs> not, got a while, bro. <laughs> it's not going to be for a couple hours. Like, you just need to take bedtime. a nap now. Just take <laughs> yeah, a nap yeah. now. All right. You just want to lay down right over there. Uh, we'll yep. wake you up whenever they whenever he comes on. <laughs> but yeah, when K Flake came on, they they perked up and and were dancing around and and having a good old time. One of the things I absolutely enjoyed about her set is that like, I don't really know or, or I'm not really familiar with her music um, like through recordings and stuff. But one of the things I truly appreciated in her set was that she had a bassist and a drummer. And it was so it was a very bass heavy uh, sound. And the venue was awesome. Like that's one thing I wanted to draw attention to is that the, the sound of the factory is great. It's not yeah. too loud to where it, like you're deaf. It sounds fantastic no matter how close you are. And we'll get into that in another another concert review. But it sounds sounds fantastic no matter how close or how far you are. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just absolutely perfect. And, and her set was a very bass heavy set, but it was it was just it was really good. So good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Like lots of beats. <laughs> yeah. Lots of lots of lots of beats. Uh, the drummer was fantastic. Yes. Um, she she had the guitar for a couple of a couple of songs. My recollection of seeing her is that she is a very um, movement-oriented yes. performer. She's uh, flay is a great word. <laughs> she, <laughs> yes, yes. She flops around. She 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 moves her body. I don't. I'm trying to think. The word is escaping me. I don't want to say like spasm, but almost um, in certain times. She definitely likes to like get on the ground. Uh, yeah, at least she did at Bryant. No, she 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 did the same thing. She gets she gets really low at times and crouches down, and she flails her arms around a lot, uh, yeah. and just just kind of herky jerky movements uh, a lot. Herky jerky movements. <laughs> I like whenever we say something in an episode, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure no one's ever said that in a itch episode before. <laughs> those are those are new words to the podcast. Yeah, herky jerky. <laughs> I, I could say a few other things that are wrestling related that would make sense, but I'll probably not do that. <laughs> so. Save them for later. Because you'll confuse the shit out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll get those. They've got their time. Yeah. But anyway, one thing I wanted to to make mention is she played a lot of songs off of her upcoming album. So I'm not familiar. I I didn't take as good of notes as Aaron would with like what the song titles were. And, but she played, I think, like at least two, maybe three songs that were off of the new album. And she played for a good hour. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, Kayfalei announced that she's got a new album coming out September 15th and it's called Mono. Yeah. So she played, she played a couple songs off of that. A couple of them were already singles. A couple of them were about to be singles or not, not yet. So she, she hit up. A lot of stuff and she had very good crowd reaction she talked to the crowd told stories very good storyteller that was another reason why i would love to have her on as a, as a guest because i i just think she is great at just explaining things like just just doing that to the crowd and explaining what had happened or is about to happen she just did a, a fantastic job let it be known, Kayfley, you are on the list. <laughs> Storytelling is such a phenomenal gift to have and really can make or break a live performer of any type, I believe. Agreed. 
Well, and especially when you're telling that kind of a story, because you're either going to get sympathy or you're going to get people like, why are you telling me this? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So because you're just you're you're being very vulnerable on stage. And so it takes it takes a lot for somebody to do that. Yeah, well said. And so in addition to sort of sounding similar to Grandson in certain aspects and with certain tracks, which is why they mesh so well together as friends, as besties, as they would say. As besties. <laughs> there was one part in the set where they straight up rocked Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yes, they did. And very well, mind you. <laughs> yes. I mean, they only played like the first verse, which that kind of bugged me a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, but they killed Bulls on Parade, did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, it was just awesome to see that live. And, and they like I said, they killed it. We've gotten to hear so many great covers this like year or so of songs that it's not that their bands are completely inactive or impossible to see, but they're not necessarily easy to see. Like, yes. you know, you guys got to see Bulls on Parade. We saw uh, Winona Fighter did Song 2 a couple months back. I know, remember Sumo Psycho was doing System of a Down earlier this year. There's so many great songs, like classic songs. Yeah, Does Rock covered Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. So many songs we may or may not ever get to see the original artists play. So, you know, I'm down for these guys bringing those out and uh, giving them some shine. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So... The boys were still barely awake. We tried everything, <laughs> giving them some sugar, giving them some, you know, I actually gave them some soda and I don't do that. Like, cause they get <laughs> freaking crazy when I give them some soda <laughs> or any kind of sugar, really. Yeah. But, you know, I wanted them to, to just get to the start of Grandson. Cause I knew that if they made it to Grandson, that they would, you know, that hearing that songs, so they'd start, you know, getting that, that newly uh, rejuvenated energy that they so desperately needed at the time. I knew Dean would. I wasn't 100% sure on Jacoby. I mean, I know Jacoby of the two has a lot more energy overall. <laughs> but but I, I also thought that because he's younger and because he was running around like a maniac beforehand, that he was likely going to crash at some point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured both of them were going to crash at some point, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, it was way past their bedtime and they went all out uh, you know they were jumping around especially for k-flay and so I, I knew that once they started seeing songs or hearing songs that they recognize they were just going to lose their minds yeah so when grandson comes out and they do he does a little open from i love you i'm trying and he, he had a great stage setup and that's that's the other thing that i wanted to call attention to a little bit the factory's stage is massive like it is huge so like both in depth and length so yeah. he had a he had a full park bench with a, yeah. with a lamp post with a sign that said "I love you, I'm trying" as a street sign, and uh, kind of had like this weird like camouflage background kind of. So it was like it was a great stage setup. But uh, man, as soon as he did the little intro, sat on the park bench, and then got up and started bumping it to drones, Dean lost his mind. <laughs> That's his favorite. <laughs> song now um you know ever since the new album came out like every time we get in the car i said like, can you play drones Dude, and then like too. he gets mad if i can't play it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i can and, not play it you need to have drones at the ready yeah. at all times right right yes. right <laughs> yeah but as as a as a proud 
dad slash uncle moment, I saw Dean jumping out of the corner of my eye. So I, I, I'm filming grandson and then I zoom back and I pan over and, and I catch Dean jumping up and down. And then right after that, I go back to grandson and grandson's like, I thought this was a rock show. Are you ready to jump? And then he's like, does a countdown and then got everyone jumping. But Dean was way ahead of the crowd and <laughs> was jumping the entire time. He was, he was losing I've it. I've been jumping. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the set list was perfect for, for Dean, to be honest, because uh, his, like he starts off with some of his favorite songs, like, cause he started off with drones and he goes right into something to hide and like something to hide. is probably like one of my favorite songs off the new album. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Just because it's got that, that awesome guitar line in the chorus and just like, Oh my God, that kicks in. It's just, yeah, it's just amazing. And so the other thing is, it's really funny because as soon as like the band started, I, and I talked, you know, I talked up Tobias the drummer in a couple of times, you know, we've even talked him up in the interview. And so it was one of those things that like, when we started, I, I kept thinking in my head, I'm like, why did I hype this dude up so much in my head? Like, it, it, like what is, what is it? Why, why did I do that? And like the music started playing. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't necessarily do the drum lines like they are on the album. He does the drum lines as they sound best. Like, I mean, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was surreal. Like it was just really good hearing like his lines with the, the guitarist. It was, it was just a great concert. Tobias is one of those musicians. And there's, when you when you see a musician do this, you'll you'll know what I'm referring to. But there's there's certain people that play their instrument and it just looks so effortless when they're doing it. Like he he just it didn't even look like his arms were moving at full <laughs> speed, but he was just crushing it on the drums like the whole the entire show. Like I, you just would glance over and watch him play and it was like he doesn't even look like he's trying that hard, but he's <laughs> murdering those drums. <laughs> yeah so grandson chose his his uh backup band very well they they were crushing on every single song and you know of course grandson's out there doing his thing and, and sounding fantastic as well and hyping up the crowd uh yeah it was it was just awesome i love that we've talked about that in previous episodes the one that immediately comes to mind is the aaron jones episode where it's like anytime you see an artist that that isn't in name a quote band yeah. where, you know, the, the, the band where is one him. guy. Yeah. yeah. It, you could have a thing where that person is the focus and everybody else more or less is just a supporting cast, like, you know, sort of faceless interchangeable. But I think, you know, the, the best artists, even those guys are still bringing something worth watching in their own right to the table. Well, and he highlights that because both Tobias and the guitarist had like their own pedestals. Mm. You know, of course, grandson's front and center as he should be. But, you know, they were still very visible and like a, a part of the, the set. That's awesome. Yeah, that set list was perfect. He hit up pretty much the entire new album. And then he he played a lot of his songs are on the shorter side, which is that's just how today's music is. So don't have a problem with it, but he's, he's not a, when we've talked about other bands that kind of stall and do weird transitions, there was none of that going on. If there was a transition, it was him hyping up the crowd, telling a story about the song or about, uh, things going on in politics or what have you. So 
he did an excellent job with that. And at one point, he had K-Flay join him on stage for two of their songs, um, Peaches and... There's a cover, Zen. Zen, yes. Zen with ex-ambassador's grandson and K-Flay did that. So they they crush those songs. K Flay and Grandson together. They need to they need to just have their own two uh two person show. <laughs> like a variety show. Because <laughs> they, they they would they would be fantastic at it. I would love to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely sense their chemistry just as, as friends. Um they just seem to enjoy being around each other and having, you know, it seems like they're having a great time on this tour, that's for sure. That's just evident. It's very yeah. visible. The one thing I wanted to ask, because I get it, I I do understand why artists do this, but it to me it's I don't know, it's it's kind of a pain point to me. So like, like you said, Grandson has a lot of shorter songs, but the one thing he did on a couple of his songs, especially his older songs, is that he didn't play the full song. He played like the first verse, and then he you know they played like a, you know a chorus or two, and then boom, next song. Yeah, and so. Like I said, I, I get that, but like, as I don't know, for me that like sometimes that drives me absolutely bonkers because yeah. like maybe that's the song I came here to see, and you only yeah. played like three fourths of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think he did that in a sense to try to fit a couple extra tracks in. That way, you still hear that song a little bit. But I kind of I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like I said, I get why artists do that because, you know, they have lots of lots of songs. They want to play as many as they possibly can. He played, I think it was like 24 songs in a little bit over an hour. So nice. I yeah. get it. And, you it know, you can't say that you're not going to be able to hit up everybody's favorite song without either squeezing it or you're just going to have to skip them all together. So it's the best of both worlds in that situation. But for, for me, like, I don't know, I, I would just be OK with like skipping a couple of them, but playing like the fooling version but i think everybody has their own preference though i mean i think it's that's what i think is so intriguing about that question yeah it's also a very common thing in like hip-hop related shows is you almost play like one giant mashup maybe for lack of a better word or mixtape of your stuff yeah but to be fair that's also because a lot of hip-hop songs have a lot of features and so usually you're just going to play your section of that song but you got to skip past the feature that's true yeah 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 yeah. that's true but i remember that's exactly what it was when i saw uh ice cube at at riot or year or two ago like it was all like a minute and a half version of his medley yeah medley basically a big medley the whole set was like a big medley (laughs) i remember you saying that now yeah yeah that's what i think of i can't honestly I mean, maybe chaos, but I don't really know if that's like a hip hop artist, yeah. like a true hip hop. I don't know setting, but anyway. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I can understand why somebody would do that, and it's awesome because you're able to hear a lot more songs that way. You know, there's no other way he would have been able to play 24 songs in about a minute. Or, uh, I'm sorry, like an hour and 15. But at the same time, like I, I'm, those are some of my favorite songs. Like all of his songs really are some of my favorite songs. So. Yeah. But it, yeah, he was he was great from start to finish. And it was funny because the boys, you know, they tried. Um, but right around the time that K-Flay came out and the the, the, the setting kind of slowed down and calmed down a little bit, you know, the mood a little bit. They <laughs> they like Jacoby was done. He was gone, I think, right around like rain or eulogy or something like that. Like <laughs> halfway through the set. Uh, but Dean finally like sat down. 
And then when Heather was playing, he was he was out. He was <laughs> sleeping as well. <laughs> and so it was really funny, though, because like my wife said, her comment, her only real comment that I remember of this whole concert was that she's a huge grandson fan and she's watching the set with basically Jacoby asleep in her arms for half of it. I, we tried, we traded him off a little bit, but she did the majority of the holding. But once Heather was playing, like she said that she's familiar with the lyrics. She knows all about it, but yet every time, especially that time seeing it live, she was just bawling, like listening to the song, just yeah. bawling. Like it was yeah. just, it was so awesome to hear that live. Yeah. Uh, Heather, Heather was awesome live and he crushed it. So yeah, I don't know. The, I I love watching grandson live. I hope I hope Aaron gets a chance to see him some sometime down the line just to experience what he does. I'm sure I'll have my shot eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we wrap this up, we do have to call attention to yet another uh meeting that we had. <laughs> we uh basically stood in front of Donnie Fandango of the point pretty much the entire night. Yeah, it it was fun. Introduce ourselves to him and and just said that you know we appreciate what he's done for the city and and the you know the music of this. I should say the the music scene of the city because I, I feel like he's one of the true ones that cares about music around here. Yeah, for context, if you're not listening from St. Louis or not familiar, uh, Donnie Fandango has been a a DJ on. St. Louis main rock radio station, actually multiple stations for many years. Um, And he's a dude who was very passionate about what he does and about the city, the sports teams of the city and about new music, you know, not just by the bands that you've heard of, but by ones that uh, maybe you should hear about. And that's a hard thing to do in a super corporate world, which I mean, most radio really is. Yeah. Well, and especially to do it for as long as he has as well. Yeah. And to keep and to keep that same vibe throughout the entire time. We have a lot of appreciation for for Donnie. Yeah. So it was it was nice to to meet him. And it was it was funny, just like just like it is with anybody that we give a card out to or, or sees a T-shirt. He's like, oh, yeah, I've we've chatted on on Twitter a few times. Like, yes, yes, we have. Plant so, seeds, <laughs> brand recognition. Exactly. Right. We'll we'll talk about that in another another episode here in the future. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was it was awesome. Also, uh, it was funny standing standing in front of him, and then Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen was one of the songs that that was the last song before Grandson took the stage. I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when he said. Will you do the Fandango? It's like Donny Fandango. <laughs> Boy, you're ruining our chance right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I wanted to shout out was to Michaela, grandson's publicist. Uh, without her tonight would not have been as magical. Um, it would have been a great night, I'm sure. But being able to bring my kids and you know, let them experience one of their favorite artists. For one, you made me a hero. And, <laughs> and now I'll never be able to live up to that again. Um, but <laughs> one can never have too many dad brownie points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so just thank you very much for everything. You know, we've kind of said this, that whether you knew or knew it or not, you know, you kind of set the bar for us to strive towards. And, and I can honestly say if it wasn't for goals like that, like, I don't know if we'd be where we are right now. Right. 
Michaela for sure went above and beyond in in helping with the show and with setting up that that conversation, the interview with Grandson as well. He was up to a lot of stuff at that time preparing for the album release and we managed to get on that calendar and that was a checklist interview for us since the beginning of the show, really. Yeah, so thank you, Michaela, for all that you do. So I know that my boys had a great time. I had a fantastic time. Just awesome, awesome evening. And I can't, you know, I can't say thank you enough to both grandson, K-Flay, Michaela, everybody. It was just, it was awesome. The, the factory, like it was just a great night. Yes. So I hope you've enjoyed our rendition of this concert. And thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. Until next time, get out there and enjoy some live music. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.